But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. I want you to understand it. It's a mystery. We speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Because it is given for to you. Read on to know the mysteries of the Bible. Now, since Mysteries of the Bible has been on the air, uh, our main goal was to establish truth according to God. I'd like to introduce my co-host. St. James, how you doing, Mr. Power, sir? I'm doing great. How are you? Oh, very good, man. This is exciting, man. It's good. You know, we're back for another episode. But looking forward to get into it. Absolutely. Um, our, our call listeners are increasing. So I want to give a shout out to everybody that's listening uh, to continue to listen. Um, the ones that's out there nationwide, worldwide, um, keep listening to Mysteries of the Bible. Are you going to continue to hear um, us revealing mysteries according to the Word of God as we was taught by the God's and Comforter, Holy Apostle and Chief High Priest Tazdakia, for the benefit of your soul and salvation. So, yeah, I'm real excited, uh, St. James. We're going into um Christmas special. How do you feel what? about that? The Christmas special. <laughs> Christmas um, special. It, it should be really, it should be entertaining and eye-opening, I would think, because, right, what, what's wrong with, Right, you know, it's it's the season to be jolly, right? <laughs> yeah, this is um right. This is according to what they say. This is the season that comes uh once every year, comes around the same time every year. Mm-hmm. Um, they usually start putting um their what they call their Christmas lights up um after so called Thanksgiving. Um and everybody starts getting into that spirit of what they call Christmas. Um and as is commonly known, um December the twenty fifth is known universally as the day of Jesus Christ's birth, according to the world. Um, okay. Uh huh. And wait, yeah, but it, I mean that's Christmas, right? That's, that's, what, they that's call what it, it is, right? Yeah. And um, the... go ahead. No, I was just saying. Yeah, that's the. I mean, so so what's? Yeah, I hear what you're saying, but what's wrong with that? I mean, you exchange gifts, right? You really looking out for one another. You know, do you got that that, that 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 perceived air of of, of friendliness, right. right? Where everyone wins. jolliness, <laughs> yeah, the, the, <laughs> the, the jolliness, right? Where you know you know there's there's hatred you know all around, but at the same time, you know, this uh, this is the Christmas season. You gotta be nice, right? right. You gotta, so be, gotta nice. be nice. You gotta be jolly. You can't be in, you can't be a Ebenezer Scrooge. <laughs> if yeah. you say if you say anything uh, negative about Christmas, but again, this is this is Christmas is something that's uh, uh, celebrated universally, uh, worldwide. Uh, Saint James. I mean, oh, you so, have. So when you say oh. worldwide, I'm sorry. So, so when you say worldwide, what do you mean? Like as far as how widespread are you talking about? We're talking globally. Over 100, according to statistics, over 160 countries uh, celebrate December 25th. Uh, as Christ's birthday, um, even mm. people, even people that don't consider themselves to be so-called Christians, um, they celebrate this day as the day of Christ's birth, give gifts to one another, and statistically, Saint James, you have over two billion people. How about that? Two billion people that celebrate this holiday. Right. Damn, that's a lot. That is a lot. That is a lot of people, and and the thing about this is is Oh, you know, go ahead, talk to me. I'm sorry. So we may have to go back and look at that. I'm just thinking, like, look, China has China by itself has how much, how many people? They got a couple billion people alone in China. Right. You know, they're all into Christmas and stuff now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's we, that at least wow. at least two billion, over two billion people. Wow. Um, celebrate this day as a crisis birth. Um, and and what they do is they sing carols and. And set up Christmas trees and set up the Christmas lights, the mistletoe, the Yule log, all these things. But when you start to realize, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ and you believe in the word of God, you have to ask yourself now, does Jesus Christ have anything to do with Christmas? Now, hold up. Two billion people plus can't be wrong, Mr. Powers. (laughs) Now, why would you say that? Because, right, that's, you know, 
somebody would have had the idea somewhere, you know, to condemn it. You know, you gotta, there's gotta be, there's gotta be some social media follow something, you know, <laughs> somebody's, you know, like they can't be wrong. And here's, here's, here's the crazy thing about that. Um, What's that? The scripture said of that saying will deceive the whole world. So if we know that saying will deceive the whole world, how do we know that these people will not be, are not part of that deception rather? Of December the twenty fifth, having anything to do with Christ. So, so you mean to tell me then that if you are a believer in the Bible, in the Word of God, in the Word of God, the King James version of the Holy Bible, in there it tells you that Satan deceives the whole world. That's right. And then, so, and then if we see something that everybody in the world is doing. And that's a good indication that that's absolutely against Jesus Christ. That is 100% correct, St. James. And that's um, Revelations 12 and 9. We're not going to go there because there's there's so much, so many scriptures, so much history um, to go into this, this day. Um, we had a, did you know that segment um, in the last episode of the Foundation mm-hmm. of Our Belief Part 2? Which um you went over and, and showed everybody the importance of the, of the foundation of your belief, which is right. in Christ. And we did a did you know that segment. And one of the things that we asked to the audience was, did you know that Christ has nothing to do with Christmas? Mm. Or did you know that Christmas has nothing to do with Jesus Christ? Rather, okay. Did you know that? So did I'm sorry. No, no, you guys saw I didn't mean to cut you off mid, mid, midstream right there. My, my, and, my I, and I was going to ask the same thing we asked last time. Did you know that uh, Christmas has nothing to do with Jesus Christ? Did you know that Jesus Christ was not born on December 25th? Now, that's a bold statement to make, uh, St. James. Um, well, no, nah, yeah, I did not know that. Yeah. It has well, nothing to do with Jesus Christ. Um, and like you mentioned, the scriptures tell us in Revelation 12 and 9 that Satan will deceive the whole world. And that you have right. over 2 billion, more than 2 billion people celebrating this day, this holiday, as Christ's birth. What you're going to find out once we go through this class, part 1 and part 2, that this day that's being followed and worshipped as Christ's birthday is one of the worst days to be followed, to be celebrated. One of the most diabolical paganistic days ever to be celebrated amongst mankind. How about that? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a I'm gonna take a note right out of uh, you know one of the brothers from down in Miami, one of the one of the classes that was taught by the Holy Ghost and Comfort Holy Apostle Chief High Priest Tazadakia when he answered a question uh, that the brother had, and he said, "Man, you got to prove that, man. You gonna you gonna have to." Prove that. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna have to prove that, and you're not gonna make a statement like that and not prove it, man. That's because that's crazy. Like, how could? Yeah. And, and I mean, just look at the logic, though, right? That's how that's how you know, without a shadow of a doubt, that this is where the truth is. Exactly. How, how can you argue with a statement with with the, with the clear and the clarity and the understanding that? Directly out of the word of God, it tells you that Satan is going to deceive the whole world. Revelation, as you mentioned, Mr. Powers, Revelation chapter 12 and verse 9. And we even covered that. So if they want to check it out and hear the verse read, they can go to one of our first episodes, actually, on that we that we released. That's right. And I, think it's right I think it's right in there. Yep. Yes, sir. But you got it, sir. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, and again, it's a bold statement. So we're actually going to go into the scripture and show you. Um, when Christ is born, because um, these so-called scholars, St. James, these guys that consider themselves to be uh, Bible scholars and theologians, um, they're in a frenzy um, about when Christ's birth actually happened. One thing mm-hmm. that they do agree on, and this is why I don't understand how the world can't see this, but again, we can't see this because they're under the deception of Satan. Uh, one thing that these uh, so-called scholars do agree on is that they know that December the 25th is not Christ's birthday. This is something that's commonly known um but they still use that as a tradition which is Uh something you went and spoke about in the earlier uh segments of mysteries of the bible saint james you spoke about the traditions of men 
Right. Like if I was to ask you, St. James, what scripture, what commandment tells you in the Bible to celebrate December the 25th as Christ's birthday? Can you find that for me? I cannot. No. And you're somebody mm-hmm. that's pretty well versed in the scriptures. Very well versed. But here's the thing. Okay. There is a scripture mm. that identifies December the 25th in the Bible. And what people's going to find out, that that day has nothing to do with Jesus Christ. Mm. Yeah, like I said, yeah, you, you got to prove that one, sir. Listen, uh, once we're done with this first part, we're going to show you when Christ was born, according to the word of God, and then what the heathens have been doing with um, December the 25th. I'm sure that's actually in the scriptures. Um, again, these so-called scholars are the frenzies. You have so-called uh, uh, religious institutions out there. Um, mm-hmm. like the Jehovah Witnesses, they they say, oh, Christ wasn't born on December the 25th, but he was born in September. Again, where, where, is your bibl- <laughs> where, where is your biblical proof to that? Because you had shepherds that was out there when uh, Mary and Joseph went to the mm-hmm. went to the inn, and they had no rooms in the inn, so they wound up going where the manger was. And so because of that, and because there was shepherds uh, uh, flocking of the sheep, that you're going to say that that happened in the fall. There's no there's no biblical scripture to prove that it was actually in the fall, but there is biblical <laughs> scripture. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sorry, Mr. Powers. That, that's just almost too comical. In fact, I'm gonna go ahead and just use the word asinine right there. <laughs> like, you mean, that, you mean that September is the only month that sheep are out in the field? Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's the only time the, the shepherds are out in the field with the sheep is in September. So you just picked out or randomly picked out one of the months when the shepherds are in the sheep. You said, oh, yeah, it's got to be September. That's it. Like, what the hell? Would... I know, I'm not even going to go into it. Where do okay. you get that from? Yeah, I'm sorry, sir. Again, St. James, that's the deception of this world. They're all, and we've been saying this since the, the uh, we started back in the issues of the Bible. Everyone is under the deception of Satan. All mm-hmm. religious institutions that claim to be teaching about God. That came to be teaching about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are under Satan's web of deception. And they're being taught by Satan. And you're going to see that clearly. How do you have a church, like the Catholic Church, with billions of followers celebrating Christmas, when it's clear that it's not in the scriptures, which we're about to go into? Yeah, then you, so if it's clear it's not in the scriptures, then that would mean then that all these religious institutions, as you said, or religions, you mean to tell me now that basically what you're saying is they do not have a foundation based on the word of God at all. Not at all. Wow. It is based on traditions of men. And what you will find out, especially with Christmas, that this tradition is an old tradition. I am talking about when I said this is the most diabolical, paganistic holiday, custom, and traditions of men that's being worshipped and followed. Is because of the history and how far back it goes. This thing goes back thousands of years, St. James. Thousands of years. Uh. And throughout the years, different components was added to it. As it was beautifully taught to us by the Holy Ghost and Comfort, Holy Apostle and Chief High Priest, Tazadakia, in a beautiful class titled Out of Darkness. Um, components uh. throughout the process of time, as time was evolving, more heathenistic, diabolical components was added to what became known as what we see today as Christmas. So there was no like little council, there was no uh, greater assembly, nothing like that. You know, they just they just started. All right, this is a tradition, and started taking pieces out of it and adding one thing on top of another. Exactly, so it's recognizable as what most people would plainly see is Christmas today. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, first scripture I want to go to, if you don't mind St. James, um, there's, there's a couple that I want to go to. Um, um, but let's go to Colossians chapter two, verse eight. Yes, sir. It'd be, it would be my pleasure, sir. And I know you keep on saying this is the first part, but I'm telling you, I know you're not going to get this whole class done in two parts. <laughs> um, let's That's, see. Let's see. That's just me, though. <laughs> Let's see what the will of God is, because um, I think this is very, this is very important. 
Mm-hmm. It's, it's very important. It's very vital to everybody's um um is detrimental to your salvation that if you claim to be a believer in Jesus Christ, then you have to examine all the facts. And the fact is coming from the word of God. If you believe in God, then you believe in his word and you know that his word is pure and that there's nothing wrong with his word. And if the word tells you clearly that this date that's being worshipped and celebrated as the date of Jesus Christ is not the date of Christ, then you better run out of where the hell you at. Because that's exactly where you're going to wind up. Mm. If you don't wake up, this is what we're here to do, to teach everybody the truth according to the word of God. So whenever yes, you sir. Yes, it is. Colossians chapter 2 and verse 8. Beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit. Read it one more time. Beware. 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 See that beware? You see a sign that says beware of dog. That's giving you a what? St. James is giving you a warning. Right. So what is Christ doing is he's warning us. He's warning his people, children of Israel. He's giving us a warning. What is that warning about? Let's read it from the top again, please. Beware. Beware. Lest any man spoil you through philosophy. See that? Men will spoil you through what? Philosophy. Philosophy. See that philosophy? All you hear about is men's philosophy out there in the world. And how they say their philosophy is the right thing. How they say their traditions is the right way. But Christ here is giving us a warning. He says, beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy. Read on, sir. And vain deceit. And vain deceit because those philosophies are vain. And those philosophies are what? Deceitful. See that word deceit? St. James? Deceitful. Now, whose signature is that we normally see deceit? Deceit comes from lies, being deceptive. That's lying. Whose signature is that, St. James? Well, that would usually be, well, it depends on what. According to the Bible, according to the word, I would have to say that's, that's, that's clearly Satan. That's the devil, the dragon. Exactly. 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 Yep. When you see mm. deceit there, then you know that's Satan's signature in there. Anytime you see lies and deceit, Satan is behind that. Continue, please. Yes, sir. After the tradition of men. Read that part again, please. After the tradition of men. So again, the word of God has given us a warning. He's warning his people, beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit. After what, St. James? The tradition of men. You see that? After the traditions of men. Mm. The same thing that you was going over in the other class, the traditions of men. Right. The traditions of men is not the laws of God. It's their traditions. And the scriptures clearly tell us that people follow Christ in vain through the traditions of men, St. James. And a lot of these religious institutions that you see set up, a lot of them are set up through traditions of men and customs of men that go back to the occult, that go back to paganism, and go back to the worship of Satan. Wow. What do you think about that, St. James? So you're saying that if it's after the traditions of men, it's not after Jesus Christ? Absolutely not. Mm. Absolutely not. It is not after Jesus Christ. Wow. And this is something that people need to be aware of. Okay. Um, if you're out there claiming to uh, be a follower of Christ and you're going to these different churches and denominations, you find yourself going to church on a Sunday. That's not according to the word of God. That's traditions of men. Uh-huh. Giving you an example. If you're out there celebrating Thanksgiving, like we spoke about in the other segments, that's right. according to traditions of men. See, I can actually remember the name of that. Title. That's, that was a Thanksgiving special. Yeah, I that was a that Thanksgiving one. special. That represents the slaughters of God's chosen people, the Native American Indians. What are you doing celebrating that day? Hmm. That's a good question. What are you doing celebrate? What are you doing going to church on a Sunday? What, what scripture is that? What what commandment from God did He tell you to go to church on a Sunday? Where are you getting that from? That's not. Yeah, well, that's a whole other. That's a whole other topic then. But I don't say that. That's not the Sabbath. Oh, okay. No, it's not the Sabbath. That's man's. Well, man changed to be the Sabbath. And I, and I purposely mentioned that because we're going to eventually go into that too. 
Yeah, yeah, we're time. We must use a Bible. Yeah, we better we better write it down and have a, hopefully have our producer take note, man, because <laughs> know what happens. <laughs> Next thing we know, we got a segment and there's no segment. Yeah, so mm. let's okay. read. Right, let's, let's, let's read that again from the top, please. Yes, sir. This is Colossians chapter two and verse eight. Beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit. After have man, look at that. After the tradition of men. After the traditions of men. A lot of these uh, so-called holidays that you see is after the traditions of men, the customs of men. And these traditions and these customs of St. James, there's an origin to that. And if that origin is not the origin of the word of God and coming directly from the commandment of God, what are you doing following it? And if you claim to be following God because you love him and that eventually you're going to receive everlasting life, are you keeping his commandments? Are these traditions part of the commandments of God? Because if it's not, then you're in some serious trouble. Yeah, that's a very good question, sir. And I'm sorry about that, sir. I went to talk and I had, <laughs> <laughs> I had nothing left there. Uh, that's my, okay. I'll read it again for you, if you don't mind. Please. And beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men. After the traditions of men, come on. After the rudiments of the world. Yeah, after the ways of the world. The ways of the world. Not the ways of God. And the scriptures clearly tell you that there's a way that seems right unto a man. In Proverbs 14 and 12. But the end thereof, St. James, is the ways of death. Hmm. You trying to do stuff your way and not God's way? The result is going to be death. After the rudiments. I'm sorry. St. James? No, you guys, I was just going to say to me, so there's a way you could be doing things. Like literally, because sometimes people may think that we're we're too severe and it's coming too harsh. I'm talking about death. I'm talking about hell. Mm -hmm. But what you just mentioned, though, in Proverbs, saying that there's a way that people are conducting themselves that will ultimately lead to their death, even though they thought it was the right thing to do. It will still That's right. lead to their death. Wow. That's okay. Absolutely, St. James. Because God does his things his way. And he left you his instructions on how to follow him. But again, everybody's under that web of Satan's deception. And once you show the truth, now you have no excuse. Right. So let's read that last part again. After. After the rudiments of the world. After the ways of the world. Come on. And not after Christ. You see that? And not after who? Christ. Not after our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. But a lot of these traditions, St. James, they have and bear the name of Christ. Why is Hmm. that? Why is that? That's a good question, sir. Because, yeah, that's, wow. This is after the ways of the world and not after Christ. It means it had nothing to do with Jesus Christ. Wait a minute. And this is the New Testament, too? This is the New Testament. It is the New Testament. Yo, this is crazy. And there's another scripture, which I'm going to just mention it in John chapter 14, verse 29 and 30, where Christ clearly let us know that when he was to depart out of earth and return back to glory to God the Father and the kingdom of heaven, that no one was going to be speaking about him after a certain period of time. And that the world will have nothing to do with him. So if the world will have nothing to do with him, how's the world speaking about Jesus Christ, St. James? Not accurately, I guess. Right. And then another scripture tells you that in the book of Matthew, the 24th chapter, that there's going to be other crises that was going to rise up. False crises. I mean, they're going to clone them or something like that? <laughs> they're going to come in the form of a, a religion, which is Christianity. Who is going to uh, push in the name of Christ, but in actuality, they're teaching nothing about Jesus Christ. Again, mm-hmm. under that web of Satan's deception. Because so again, would, go ahead, I'm sorry, St. James. In my fault, sir. So, so basically, so they would, they would put, they would just make up whatever tradition or philosophy or story, if you, if you will, and just put Jesus Christ's name on top of it, even though it had nothing to do with him. 
Because how else will they get the people to follow them? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's right. Perception. Yeah, that's it gives you, yeah, it gives mm-hmm. you that illusion. I guess there's that that illusion of 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 doing right, but yet you get to still do everything you want. Right. Exactly. Because again, Saint James, as you know, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ became so famous when he was alive in his teachings right. that after he was crucified and resurrected and went back to the Father that his disciples continue on to teach it and the truth spread like wildfire. Right, yeah, absolutely. So Satan had to come in at some point, which again is prophecy that will tell you that the ones that had life, the ones that had the truth, the ones that were set up by Christ and the ones that succeeded them after those men like the apostles um, that eventually they will be martyred. That's prophecy, St. James. Yeah, and those, yeah, are the ones, those are the ones that had the light, which is Jesus Christ. And then darkness will come back in and continue with his lies. And that's when Satan came in, St. James, and started pushing his doctrine, started pushing his lies again. But this time it was going to be using the name of Jesus Christ to get everybody to follow him. Which wow. is... Right along with what the scriptures tell us what happened in the book of Matthews and the book of John. And Christmas was called Christmas is one of those days, uh, St. James, where even when you go back uh, uh, historically, um, Christmas or was known as Christmas didn't even appear historically till the fourth, fifth century. Hmm. That's hundreds of years after Christ. That's hundreds of years after the apostles, the ones that the ones that succeeded Jesus Christ, and continue on in his teaching. There's no scripture that tells you that the apostles celebrated was known as Christmas, December the twenty fifth. So where is this coming from? Where is this coming from? Yeah, it's, it, that's a very good question, sir. And because there are so many good questions, this is probably a good time to bring it back because. We're talking about after Jesus Christ, and we haven't you haven't even showed him when, they, when he when he was born yet, right? <laughs> so much history behind this. Um, because yeah, I know you you're very well versed in this, so this can go. I mean, yeah, like this, like I said, it's not going to be done in two classes. I told you. <laughs> Let's see what we can do. We're gonna we're gonna just make sure that everybody gets the main points, right? And the yes, main sir. origin and what it is that they need for their salvation. Um, because if you still are following Christmas and observing Christmas after we show you in the scripture that I shot of a doubt, then you're part of that deception. And we don't, we already understand that Christ told us certain people is going to remain in that deception. But the ones that hear this and it's time for you to come out of that deception, the time is now because we are literally living in the last days and you have to get yourself right with God and you have to come back. And God is calling you and giving you that opportunity to come back so you can receive salvation. And this is our job. This is our purpose. As long as we get one convert, two, three, four, whatever God has us uh, sanctioned to do is what we're here to do, St. James, to make sure we save that soul. We'll give that soul the opportunity by the knowledge of Christ to be saved. Right. Yes, sir. And if, and if, if this is resonating at all, please take the opportunity follow up, get in touch with a local representative of the Israelite Church of God in Jesus Christ. See, I didn't mess it up this, this time. <laughs> reach out to us. We're on the different platforms, Mr. Powers. Uh, we're, we were in iTunes. Um, mm-hmm. um, you can reach us at, uh, at our email address, blogtalk at icgjc.org. Right. Um, you can reach us through uh, thecomforter.info Okay. You can, you can reach us through dot the dot comforter dot name. Um, we we have many avenues open for you to be able to reach out to us. Um, you need to take that opportunity to reach out to us because this is this is detrimental to your salvation. So again, we're gonna continue on unless you want to say anything else, St. James, because there's a lot of information we got to cover here, and we got to get yeah. this out to the people. Yes, yeah, so you got it, sir. Let's go. Where are we going next? All right, so let's just go to one more uh, scripture before we actually go to the birth of Christ. Let's go to 1 John chapter 2, verse 21. All right, 1 John. 
And this is still in the New Testament, right? First John. Absolutely. We're going to be in the New Testament for a bit. Chapter 2 and verse 21. Let's read that, please. I have not written unto you because ye know not the truth. Right. So, again, Christ is speaking, and he's letting us know that I have not written unto you because you know not the truth. Um, we know the truth, St. James. And yes, Christ, thank, thank the Lord. Yeah, mm-hmm. And he has given us uh, the ability, he has opened up our eyes to know the truth and to go out there and let everybody else know the truth. So I have not written unto you because you know not the truth. We don't. But because you know it. Yeah, we know it. And this is the main point that I'm going to the scripture. Read that. And that no lie. Read that part again. And that no lie. No lie. So if, which we already established that December 25th is not Christ's birthday, just by the mere fact that um, historically it shows you that. And that even scholars out there, and even the own Catholic Church and all these other religious institutions, they tell you they, themselves, they know that December 25th is not Christ's birthday, but they use it as a, as a tradition. What is that? That's a lie. That is a lie. So the scripture tells us that, and that no lie, read on, is of the truth. Is of the truth. Now, what is the truth? The truth is the word of God. Mm. John, the 17th chapter tells you that. John 17, 17 tells you that. For all the listeners, you can write that down. John 17, 17 tells you that. But the truth is the word. So no lies of the truth. So if there's a lie somewhere in your religious belief and in your dogma and in your doctrine, especially dealing with December the 25th, claiming to be Christ's birthday, and you in these churches, you're in a lie. That means you're not in the truth. And if you're not in the truth, St. James, that means there is no salvation for you. And that's that's a that's a that's 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 wow. That's a heavy pill for some people to swallow, I guess. Man, it's the truth though. They gotta swallow it. We're here to be transparent with everybody. If you in mm. these religious institutions and you out there celebrating Christmas and celebrating everything that's not in the Word of God, then you're in a lie. If you're in a lie, you're not in the truth. That means you're not in Christ. Christ said He's the truth. Did He not, Saint James? He absolutely did, sir. And again, if you see a lie in there. That's Satan. That's his signature. What are you doing celebrating these holidays? What are you doing celebrating these traditions? They have nothing to do with the word of God, but everything to do with Satan. Wow. So, Mr. Powers, so if you go to a church or some other type of organization and they have a Christmas tree in the lobby. You mean to tell me it has nothing to do with Jesus Christ? Nothing whatsoever. Why? If you have if you have a Christmas tree, if you have a mistletoe, if you have a Yule log, if you were talking about <laughs> Santa Claus and Father Christmas, none of that has anything to do with Jesus Christ. Not at all whatsoever. Yes, sir. Man. Now now I'm getting excited, sir. I'm sorry, sir. All right, now I'm getting excited. Let's go. All right. Let's read that last part. uh, 1 John 2, verse 21 at the end. And that no lie is of the truth. And no lie is of the truth. So now what we're going to do is we're going to show you that um, Jesus Christ was not born on December 25th. We're going to actually show you uh, what time period um, he was born, because the scriptures do tell you that. And we're going to show you that if he was born in this time period, then... That time period that you're claiming that he was born in, December 25th, is a lie. And if it's a lie, then you know you're part of that deception. You need to come out of that. Um, so let's go to the book of Luke, chapter 2. And let's show you without a shadow of a doubt. Yes, sir. We'll show you, St. James, without a shadow of a doubt, and to all the audience that's listening, that Jesus Christ was actually born um, in the springtime. And this is the scriptures that actually going to show you that. He was not born He was not born December 25th. He was not born in the fall. He was actually was born in springtime. The scriptures is actually going to tell you that. No September? No September. No September. No September. Uh, They got it wrong. (laughs) The word of God is clear on that. And he's only revealing those secrets unto his servants, the prophet. And that was revealed to the gods and comfort of the holy apostle and chief our priest, who's our teacher and who revealed those secrets unto us. And we're here as representatives and ambassadors of Christ to show this to the world. 
That's that's very well said, sir. One hundred percent. Thank you, sir. You're very much welcome. Luke chapter two, verses forty. We're gonna start at verse forty. Okay. When you get a chance, you can read that, please. Yes, sir. Luke chapter two, verse forty. And the child grew. And, and the went- child grew. I'm sorry. Let's just start over again, please. Yes, sir. And the child grew. And the child grew. So now this child is talking about who's saying James? This child is talking about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. From the time that he was a child, as you read up in Luke, the second chapter, it actually goes into how uh, the angel came to Mary and spoke to Mary about a son that was going to be born through Mary. Okay. What we're talking about here, St. James, we're talking about when Christ was born. We're not talking about how he was born. Okay. Uh. How he was born is another is another subject we're going to go into because, again, you got a lot of lies out there concerning the birth of Christ and how he was born. Um, so we're going we're gonna to tackle that at another date. But we're not talking about how he was born. We talk about when we talk about when he was born, Saint James. So as you read right. that one, it's talking about Christ's birth and how the angel came to Mary and pretty much prophesied how the Son of God was going to be born on the earth. Now we're coming up to the point where that child was already born and he's starting to grow. So let's read verse 40 again, please. And the child grew. And the child grew. So let's talk about from the infant stage all the way up to the time period that we're about to go into. Um, there's something special about this particular time that Christ um, grew up into, which we're going to speak about. And it says, and the child grew. Read on. And waxed strong in spirit. And he waxed strong in spirit. He had the spirit of God in him. Okay, he grew up with the spirit of God. The father from the womb, St. James. Okay, the That's wisdom right. of God Almighty, the wisdom of God the Father, taught Christ from the time he was an infant all the way to this time period. And remember that Jesus Christ, as brought out beautifully by the Holy Ghost and Comfort, grew up in Nazareth. Um, Nazareth was not a very um, uh, good place to live in. Um, yeah. Not a notable city. Not a notable city. There was a lot of wickedness and a lot of evil people in that city. That's why when you read the uh, the book of John, the first chapter, when um, uh, some of the disciples found Christ because they was um, they knew the scriptures, they were studying, and Christ re- revealed certain things to them. They said they found the Savior who Moses did speak of, and they spoke about Christ Jesus. Somebody said, does anything good come from Nazareth? Because they knew that that area, that town, wasn't a well-known town for having a good people. But these were good people, and Christ was dealing with them. And as it was brought out beautifully by the Holy Ghost and Comfort, he mentioned that people would look at this child and say, God is with this child. And this is from the time of the womb, all the way up to this period right here. So let's read verse 40 again, please. Yes, sir. And, uh, and Mr. Bowles, I'm, I'm sorry, sir, because I, I got it. Uh, and give you the wrong word right there, because it was notable, but just notable for wickedness, nothing good. So I'm, I'm, I'm sorry for that. <laughs> exactly. You're 100% correct, uh, St. James. This is why um, I think it was Nathaniel. He said, um, I'm not sure if it was Nathaniel, but in John, the first chapter, uh, the response was, come and see. <laughs> come mm-hmm. and see right. that we did find the one that was promised to come, the anointed right. Savior, which was Jesus Christ, the Christ. Um, again, letting you know there was a lot of wickedness in that area, um, which was uh, Nazareth. He was born in Bethlehem, but he was raised in Nazareth. Uh, read verse 41 more time, please. Yes, sir. And the child grew and waxed strong in spirit. And that spirit is the spirit of God Almighty, the spirit of God the Father. Um, taught Christ and gave him that wisdom from the womb. Read on. Filled with wisdom. Yeah, that wisdom, again, is the wisdom of God the Father. Nobody taught Jesus Christ. And as we read on, as you're going to start seeing, you can see that when Christ was among what they call doctors and, and these uh, priests and Israelites that have went to uh, uh, um, schools to be trained to be priests, that they couldn't deal with Christ because Christ had that wisdom of God the Father from the womb because Christ is the word manifested in the flesh. So filled with wisdom, that's the wisdom of God the Father. Read on. And the grace of God was upon him. And the grace of God was upon him. So that's letting you know that everybody knew 
that God was with this child. Like I mentioned earlier, when they seen Christ, they said, they said, God is with this child. They knew there was something special about him as he was growing up. You know? Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. Now this is key. Verse 41, um, St. James is key because it's identifying a certain time period of the year. Okay. Okay. And we're talking about the parents of Jesus Christ, which was Mary and Joseph. Now it says this, verse 41, one more time, please. So everybody pay attention to this verse. Verse 40 starts talking about Jesus Christ as he grew up. And he waxed strong with the spirit of God and the wisdom of God the Father was in him. And the grace of God was upon him because everybody knew that this was a special child and that God was with this child. Now it starts going on to a key point right here, verse 41. Read it one more time for me, please. Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. So now it's identifying a time period of the year, which is the Passover, the feast of the Passover. The feast of the Passover represents what, when um, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, when he was in the heavens, um, through the spirit of Moses um, and the working of Moses, allowed the children of Israel to be delivered out of the hands of the Egyptians. Um, all the way back to Egypt when Egypt was, excuse me, when the Israelites was in captivity under the Egyptians, um, St. James. And Moses, the Lord of Savior Jesus Christ, used Moses as the leader at that time, and he did a great wonder through signs, and, and he demolished the greatest empire that existed during that time. And he came and passed over the children of Israel and everybody that had the, the blood posted up on the door representing the lamb, which was would have been representing Jesus Christ, uh, that the angel of death came and passed over the children of Israel and actually destroyed the Egyptian and killed the firstborn. So that commemorates that deliverance that God did with the children of Israel. So every year, they would commemorate that high holy day, which is known as Passover. Is there anything you want to say on that, St. James? No, sir. I think you really said that very well. And like you said, we're already short, so... Yes, sir. You verse, 41, verse 41, one more time, please. Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. So every year, by the commandment of God, the children of Israel, they so attend the feast of the Passover. And that feast of the Passover falls at a certain time period. So again, this is giving us time. And as they know that the parents went up every year with Christ at the feast of the Passover. So it was a custom for the Israelites to go up to Jerusalem every year celebrate the Passover. Read on. And when he was 12 Stop. years... Stop right there. And what? And when. And when. Again, it's letting us know something. And when. Read on. He was 12 years old. So now this is this is signifying a, a, a special period in the life of an Israelite. He's told about 12 years old. But there's something special that's telling us right here. It's giving us something right here, uh, St. James. That, uh, again, if you're not in the truth... And it hasn't been revealed to you, you're not going to see it. You're going to read right over it. Read verse 42 again, and everybody pay attention to this, because this is going to let us know when Christ was born. Read verse 42 one more time. And when he was 12 years old. And when he was 12 years old. Right there, that's telling you that Jesus Christ was born during the season of the Passover, during the time period of the Passover. That word when, St. James, it's very important. You look okay. up the word when. The word when means at that time. It also means as soon as. At that time. As soon as. So, St. James, if we were to read that that way and replace when with as soon as or replace when with at that time, because they're synonymous, how would it read? Read it for me again. And? And as soon as. You see that? <laughs> as soon as. Read the other one, meaning at that time. And, and at the time he was 12 years old. You see that? See how important the definition of that word when? Mm -hmm. Right then yep. and there, telling you, as soon as Christ was 12 years old. At that time, read on. They went up to Jerusalem after the custom of the feast. You see that? So it's letting you know 
that Jesus Christ turned 12 during the time of the feast of the Passover. And said as soon as, when means as soon as, at mm. that time, when Christ turned 12, they went up to Jerusalem after the custom of the feast. Right there in the scriptures in the book of, book of Luke chapter 2 verse 42, it is telling you the time period of Jesus Christ's birth. And Mr. Powers, that means we... We do know, or there's a clear indication as to when we know when that feast is, right? Because the Passover is celebrated, that's on a yearly basis, right? Absolutely. So again, ah, okay. Passover okay. is something that comes around every year, and it comes around a certain time period, okay? And the scriptures are telling you that when Christ is 12 years old, again, as it was taught beautifully by the Holy Gospel and Comforter, um, uh, one of the DVDs is um, uh, there's so many, there's so many, there's so many. Um, wow, I think uh, the voice of the seventh uh, archangel, Holy Gospel Comforter, also taught on uh, the birth of Christ in the Book of Luke, the second chapter, in the 40th verse, onto the 42nd verse. Um, definitely so a Mary, Mary, the mother of God. And that's another real good one. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um. And as the Holy Ghost has taught us that Christ, Christ is born around the time of Passover. So his birthday is always around the time of Passover because it falls around the days of Passover. Okay, that's when he was initially born. He was born was during what's known as the season of the season of the Passover. If that makes sense. Um, everyone should be familiar with it because they are familiar with the Christmas season and that season starts at a particular time and it ends at a particular time. Exactly. So now what we have to find out is what time of the year does Passover fall on? So let us know. Go ahead, St. James. Come on, bring uh, I'm sorry, Mr. Bob, because we're talking about the Passover now. The Passover is the high holy day you can find in the Bible, right? Yes, it is. And, And there's a commandment according to the word of God as to exactly when that has to happen, right? Exactly, yes. Wow. Yes. yes. Look at so that. When, when is Christ's birthday? His birthday is always on the Passover. So now what we need to do is we need to find out according to the word of God, when does the Passover actually fall on? It's okay. just scriptures that tell us when the Passover falls on. And that's going to let us know the time period of Christ's birthday. Is that time period going to be in the fall, like they say? Or is that time period going to be December the 25th, like they teach in the world? Or is it going to fall on another time period? Let's go to the book of Exodus chapter 12. And let's find out. Yes, sir. If you are following December the 25th, um, you're, going to start to, you're going to start to realize that that day um, was actually being followed and worshipped before Christ's actual birth. We're talking thousands of years uh St. James, it wasn't called Christmas. It was called something else. But it was still being observed and it was still being followed. And a lot of those traditions that's being done today was being done before Christ's birthday. How about that? That's crazy. And I got a question real quick, Mr. Powers. Sure. Just, just because, you know, some people may not have heard of some of our, our earlier episodes. You know, this may be their, their first introduction to Mysteries of the Bible. So why why we go from, like we went in Luke, and Colossians, and we're talking about the birth, and we, we're saying it's, it's the springtime. Now, why are we going to Exodus now? Like, what's the purpose in, in going back? Why can't we just stay right there and read it? Because the scriptures tell you that um, in order for you to understand the word of God, God puts certain information in certain places. Hmm. Um, like there's a scripture that speaks about in um, Isaiah, the 29th chapter, uh, okay. verses, verses 8, 9, and 10. It says, here little and there little. That's how you're going to get the understanding of the word of God. The scriptures wow. say that who is God going to teach knowledge? And who is God going to make to understand wisdom? So it's them that are weaned. Well, I'm not, you know, I don't want to quote it, but yes, again, sir. Isaiah 29 chapter tells you that um, here little and there little. That information God put amongst different prophets. And when you put that information together, because God is the one that has to give you that key, St. James, to be able to mm. put those mysteries together to get that understanding. The word of God tells you in Luke, the 24th chapter, that Christ is the one that does what? He's the one that opens up your understanding. Okay. So 
he has to open up your understanding to be able to show you where the information is at. So if something is not clear in one scripture, God has another scripture to make it even more clear. That's why it says precept upon precept. Okay, so all right. So here a little, there a little. I got it. So that's why. Okay. So now I think I understand most. That's why it says the it mentioned Passover and the feast. So we not we we can't guess about what that is. We actually have to go back in the Bible in the very same book we're talking about and go ahead and find out when that actually is according to the word of God. That's what, amazing. What time of the year does the Passover fall on? Mm, okay. Yes, sir. All right. I got, I'm right here. I got it. Exodus 12. Right. So again, we were talking about the deliverance of the children of Israel from the hands of the Egyptians um, in the beginning of Israel becoming a nation. And we're going to read about that time period right now. Exodus 12, chapter 1, verse 2. And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying... Okay, and the Lord Lord spake unto Moses. I'm sorry, St. James. The Lord is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, which is something that also is not taught in the world. Um, Jesus Christ is the God of the Bible, which we're going to say for another time, for another class. But it has to be mentioned when you read Lord um, in Exodus 12, chapter 12, verse 1. That's referring to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Um, and the Lord spake unto Moses and unto Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, read on. This month, this month shall be unto you the beginning of months. So now he's talking to them about a particular month. And he's letting them know, because again, uh, Moses was the leader of the nation of Israel at that time. And Aaron was considered the high priest and also like a prophet to Moses. Um. So it says that um, this month shall be unto you the beginning of months. Read on. It shall be the first month of the year to you. So this month is going to be the first year of the month to you. Um, So this is actually telling us, it's going to let us know that the beginning of months is the first month. I'm sorry, at the beginning of months, that's the first month to us. And it's going to let us know that the Passover is actually the beginning of months. Um, when you when you look at the beginning of the year, what's considered the beginning of the year in the world, what what month is that, uh, St. James? That's, that's January, right? Right. That's January. Um, December is according to uh, the Roman calendar, uh, which is um, the Gregorian calendar. Um, December is the last month of the year, and January is the first week of the year. Um, mm-hmm. The calendar that we're currently in right now is what's known as the Gregorian calendar which is an adjustment of the Julian calendar um, but the Israelites have what's known as their calendar, the Hebrew calendar um, and we follow that the Gregorian calendar is followed after uh, the sun it's a solar calendar um, the children of Israel has what's known as a lunar calendar so this particular month is going to be the beginning of months and the first month of the year to the children of Israel so the okay. question is, what month is the beginning of months? So, so it's very think, important. Yeah, I think, that's a real, I think that's a very important question. So, so basically what you're saying is is that, that there are two different time periods, right? There's a time period that we currently um, recognize and we follow uh, based on who captured and who was ruling the world, the Roman, the Roman Empire. And right. there is a different time period or different time period according to the word of God. That is correct. Or how uh, they measured uh, times, I should say, how they measured time. Right. The time period that we're in right now, which is 12 months, 365 days, um, beginning January, ending December, is um, part of, like you mentioned, the Roman. The Roman, uh, when they dominate the whole world. So it, it is the Julian calendar, and then it became the Gregorian calendar. Um, the nation of Israel, the Israelites, the children of God, um, they have their own calendar. They have their own beginning of the year. They have their own month that begins the year, and then they have their own month that ends the year, which is not the same as the Gregorian calendar. Um, our calendar is lunar. Theirs is solar. Okay, and this is the calendar in the in the Bible, which was the beginning of months. That's, that's speaking about uh, the, that's not speaking about the the Roman type calendar, then, right? No, that's speaking okay. about the Hebrew calendar. This is why this is very important because, again, okay. for, the, for the audience that's listening, um, Daniel 7.25 clearly tells you that um, um, they were 
they would think to um, change times and seasons and do these things. Wow. Okay. Mm. All the physical part of that that narrative, right? Right. Well, let me say that correctly. It says they would think to uh, uh, think to change times and laws. And part right, of that was changing um, the calendar, as they did, uh, when they ruled. Yes, so, sir. Uh, let's read Exodus chapter 12, verse 2 again, please. Yes, sir. This month shall be unto you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. So now the question is, what month shall be, shall be the beginning of months to the children of Israel? And... um. Let's go to the book of Exodus chapter 13, verses 3 and 4. I'm going to show you that. Why is this important? Because this is the same time period that we're talking about that Passover falls in. And we're going to um, show you that, what time period that is and how that time period relates to the time period. We're in. So we're going to show you um, the time period of that time and how that falls within the canon that we're currently following right now, St. James. Mm. Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. Exodus chapter 13. Yep. Let's read it. Uh, verses 3 and 4. And Moses said unto the people, Remember this day in which you came out from Egypt, out okay. of the house. Out of the house of bondage. Mm-hmm. Come on. Come on. For by the strength of the hand of the... Excuse me. For by strength... Wow. And I actually have my glasses okay. on. Can you believe that? Can you believe I actually <laughs> have my glasses on? No worries. Um, Let's read it from the top. Let's read it from the top. Yes, sir. And Moses said unto the people... Now, Moses said unto the... Moses said unto the people, St. James, remember, um, these are instructions that he got from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And Moses said unto the people, come on. Remember this day. Remember this day. Very important to remember this day. There's a significant event that took place during this day. Read on. In which he came out from Egypt. Remember that deliverance that God did through the hand of Moses, that those ten plagues that he did um, to deliver the children of Israel um, from the hands of the Egyptians. And then when they was finally released, um, um, they left in haste. This is why it's also known as um, the Feast of Unleavened Bread, because they didn't have time to put leaven in their bread. So they had to leave in haste. But this is also the time period that we spoke about that's known as the Passover, where that angel came and passed over the children of Israel and killed the Egyptians. So let's read that part again. Remember this day in which you came out from Egypt. Out of the house of bondage. Right. The house of bondage means they was in captivity. They was enslaved under the hands of the Egyptians. The Egyptians being the greatest empire during that time. Come on. For by strength of hand, the Lord brought ye out from this place. So who did that? Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Come on. There shall no leavened bread be eaten. There shall no what? Leavened bread be eaten. There shall no leavened bread be eaten. Again, like I mentioned, there's no leavened bread to be eaten because that commemorates the event of when the Israelites had to leave in haste and they didn't have time to put leaven in their bread. So they had to leave Egypt in haste. So this is what's known as the Passover. Okay, read verse 4 for me, please. This day came ye out in the month of Bib. Very important. Read that again. This day came ye out in the month of Bib. Read it one more time, please. This day came ye out in the month of Bib. Yeah, the month of Bib. So now the month of Bib, which is the day that they came out, the day that they're supposed to commemorate during that time period. What is when is the month of Abib? The month of Abib falls in our late March and early April. Wow. Wow. So what what else happens during late March and early April, Mr. Powers? Springtime. That's a season. Oh. <laughs> it's the spring season when everything that has life is brought forth. Coming from um what they call the dead of winter. When a lot of a lot of leaves fall, different things of that nature. So everything comes springs forth. Trees, and, the grass. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. No, I'm I'm sorry. So so do, do I mean that wouldn't be any coincidence then that the definition of a bib is spring or something, right? Right. Spring forth. Mm. Okay. So that, so now the day that they came out, that they supposed to commemorate, um, where Moses told the children of Israel, "Remember this day, in which you came out of Egypt." That is the month of Abib. So now, let's connect 
when the month of the Biv is. We said it's late March and early April. What did God tell the children of Israel to do in the month of the Biv? Let's go to Deuteronomy 16, verse 1. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. I want you to understand it. It's a mystery. We speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Now, since Mysteries of the Bible has been on the air, uh, our main goal was to establish truth according to God. 